And we're joined on the line now by Narina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina. Now, Narina, let's just start by taking a look at um, uh, some companies' news. Let's look at MSCI. Now, they announced the much-awaited results of their annual market classification uh, review last night. Talk to us about that. So uh, we've obviously seen quite a bit of weakness generally in emerging markets over the last couple of weeks, and and certainly South Africa was no exception. And and what we've come to understand is that a lot of that was was based on a rebalance that was taking place within emerging markets where there was wide expectation that MSCI, the global index provider, would be including the Chinese A shares specifically to their indices. So the Chinese A shares are those listed in, in Shanghai and in Shenzhen, and it's essentially the ones exclusively meant for local, so for domestic Chinese people. And what what was expected here was that they would introduce a gradual inclusion of these shares to the MSCI indices. And why this is important is currently China makes up um, about a quarter of the MSCI, um, or, or sorry, of the of the emerging market index in, in mm. MSCI. Were they to add all of this to this index, that would increase the weight of China to around 40%. And, and just to give you an idea, South Africa would would in turn be reduced from 7.3% to 6.2%. This clearly would have had a massive impact in terms of global shift in capital. There was quite a bit of preemptive trading ahead of this announcement last night. MECI came out last night and said they are not quite ready to include it just yet. Although China has liberalized its capital controls over foreign ownership of shares, um, it has not done quite enough, but they expect that the necessary moves by China will be concluded within the next year. And MECI therefore said that this is something that they will consider before their next annual review in June next year. So I think what we've experienced over the last couple of weeks as an indication of a of a long-term secular shift that we can see within emerging markets. And um, I, I think as a result, we'll probably see Chinese shares coming under pressure today, but some relief for the rest of the emerging market universe, including South Africa. Mm, Anglo Gold Ashanti, they sold off uh, uh, some of their mines, as we just heard. What did this deal, uh, what about it is it that the market just liked so much? <laughs> yeah, so we saw that, that Anglo Gold share price bounce over 10% yesterday, and that is after they sold uh, what I think would probably be considered one of their crown jewels. Um, they're they, um, getting about 10 billion rand, as you said, um, and you have to ask yourself, why does the sale of an asset generate such um, excitement sort of with with investors, and what this really comes down to is that Anglo Gold is running at a highly indebted position, and this is something which the, the which analysts have been criticising them for. And they will probably use the bulk, if not all, of this proceeds of these sale to reduce their debt position to more sort of palatable levels. So, the problem with this is, of course, that you can only sell off assets for so long before you run out of assets. And fundamentally, the South African gold mining industry still remains one of the highest cost producers producers, it's expensive and deep to mine, and the quality of the gold that we get out nowadays is not nearly what it was in the heyday. You know, the gold mining industry has been a sunset industry in South Africa probably for at least 25 years, and unfortunately a lot of what happens within things like wage negotiations and so on still focus on the industry as it was during its heydays, and I think we need a lot more um, reality check coming into the industry to realize if we want this to continue being a large employer in in Mm. our country, we need to look at it differently.
And then another big mover yesterday, Narina, the oil price. Now, how does that relate to the recent OPEC meeting? So, you know, OPEC recently had, had a meeting where they confirmed sort of their current production targets, which officially stands at $30 million, um, a million barrels a day. Um, but the reality is that, that OPEC members are, are producing in excess of 31.5 per day. So it didn't really make much of a difference that they reiterated that position. OPEC's strength has certainly been diminished in recent years, um, with, with now the non-OPEC members now making up a much bigger contribution to global production than before. I think the interesting thing that we're finding at the moment is that oil prices are now at a level where the lower price, the price is just low enough that it's increasing demand for oil and that's one of the reasons why we're seeing the oil price going higher. But oil prices are not quite high enough to attract new production coming back into into the, 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 um, uh, the production line. So we probably need oil prices in excess of $70 a barrel in, in Brent before we We'll see new production coming back online. Um, so where we are now is a bit of a sweet spot, and um, I think it is providing a bit of a floor under oil prices at the moment. So at, at $65 a barrel, I think the chances are better that it will go a little bit higher rather than considerably lower from where it is.